Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Andy Murray, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast in association with The Telegraph. I'm Gigi Salmon and in a twist on protocol, my co-host is the Tennis Podcast founding father, David Law. And on the eve of the Aegon Championships, the big news is Murray and Lendl are back together. Here's Andy. The most successful period of my career was whilst I was working with the van. You know, I know what he can offer, the experiences that he had, I think, psychologically, you know, in, in the, the major competitions. It's a packed pod tonight, as we'll hear from Queen's Tournament Director Stephen Farris, Stan Vavrinka, Andy Murray and David Beckham. This is the Daily Tennis Podcast, live from the Aegon Championships here at Queen's Club. Now, we're currently out on the Tournament Director's balcony, so we apologise if you hear the planes going over. We're looking down over Centre Court. The cover is across it, and it is inflated because we've had showers throughout the day, and we're just keeping our fingers crossed that the weather forecast we've been given does not come to pass, and the sun shines throughout the whole of the tournament. Alongside me, as I mentioned, media director for Queen's and the founder of this tennis podcast, David Law, tournament director, Stephen Farron. David, I have to start with you because it just feels a little bit odd for me being here and you being there. How does it feel for you? It feels great. I don't have to do quite <laughs> so much and particularly standing on this balcony where I've stood on and off for 20 years every year looking at this incredible center court at the moment it has the inflatable cover on it we have had some on and off rain today but tomorrow morning we are going to have carol kirkwood from bbc breakfast weather here who has promised that the first few hours at least are going to be dry and sunny so we're very hopeful i hope so Stephen. how happy are you that this tournament has come round once again uh very happy very excited. It's always an incredibly exciting time of year. I mean, every one of, every one of us who works on this tournament really, really loves it. Um, and um, it is always a really exciting time of year. Um, you know, it's always um, at this time of year and this time of day, it's all about getting all those last minute bits of preparation ready to go tomorrow when we've got 7,000 people coming through the doors. But we're in really good shape. And uh, as you say, let's just hope the weather holds. And David, today with Stephen talking about those final few things to get in place has been a very, very crazy day, but in a good way. It has. We've had a lot going on today. Uh, obviously, the arrival of Andy Murray anytime is, is going to create interest. And today he told us about half an hour before he arrived that we, we were going to be watching him with Ivan Lendl in his corner again after all, well, what is it, a couple of years, two and a half years, which I don't think anybody, even though there was suspicion that it would be a good idea and, and it was mooted to him as a good idea, I don't think anybody thought that was coming today. It was an incredible story uh, to be able to talk to him about. We're going to be hearing from him about it. And then David Beckham turned up. I mean, how, how, how can that happen? 
Yeah, I must say, we, we work hard all year to, to you know, bring attention to the tournament, raise the profile of the tournament, to bring the best players here, to do everything that we can around the site. And then you have a day like today where suddenly Murray announces Lendl's coming back and then Beckham turns up and you just think this is just extraordinary. But this is the type of place this is. And we had a similar thing last year when Jose Mourinho turned up three days in a row. So, um, so yeah, I'm sure there'll be a few more like that this week. But it was certainly a very exciting day today. Stephen, you must be very proud because it's the second year that this has been an ATP 500 tournament and in its first year as a 500 it won 500 tournament of the year yeah that was absolutely fantastic we're absolutely delighted i mean we all work so hard all year round as i've said before and uh, to have won it in our first year to 500 when we're up against some absolutely fantastic tournaments you know tournaments like barcelona and rotterdam and beijing and really big tournaments on the tennis calendar and for us to go up a level and then win it is unprecedented no one's done that before Uh, but there's a lot of love for this tournament amongst the players i mean you know jeremy shardy was saying to me today that even though he only played one match here last year he's actually never won a match here but this is his favourite tournament of the year. It's the only tournament he likes where he's never won a match. And uh, I, was, I was very pleased to hear that. But he's not alone. Like all the, we have a lot of love uh, for the tournament in the player lounge, which is, which is always great to hear. So, Stephen, the question has to be, what have you done this year to make it even better than last year? Well, there's a few things that we've done around the site. We've opened up the front entrance area. So there's a really nice uh, area with picnic tables and bars. With a, there's a big Moet and Shandon bar this year. A lot more space for people to enjoy when they come on site. Uh, but a big thing that we've done this year is uh, is revamp our player lounge a bit. It's always a very popular area for the players. And I think one of the reasons why the t- players love coming back to this tournament so much. But this year we've added a cinema room, which I think primarily is going to be used to watch uh, the football, um, as well as all the other things that we've had in there over the years. So we have a, a group. Grooming, grooming room where we've got Jacks of London in there um, as a, a, the hairdresser and uh, we've got manicures and pedicures available there as well. We have a pool table, table tennis table. We have some fantastic food. We've got fresh sushi this year, which we've not had before. We've got a pasta chef. It's uh, really quite quite special and, uh, and one of the reasons the players love coming back here so much along with the courts and obviously all of us. Stephen, you've got to be careful because if you make the players' lounge so nice, they're going to be wanting it to rain so they can stay down there. <laughs> I don't think players ever want it to rain, <laughs> however nice we make it in the player lounge. But it's certainly fun for them to be down there. Um, and it was certainly fun for them when I took David Beckham in there earlier. Um, it, it, it's one of those things here when you're dealing with sort of, um, high, quite high profile tennis players, you kind of sort of get used to these, get used to some dealing with some quite sort of big players. And But even people like Dimitrov and Kyrgios and John McEnroe was down there, but they were all turning their heads when David Beckham walked into the room, which was, uh, which was a very interesting experience. David, it's an incredible space. Milos Raonic was saying that the concierge sorted him out to get to an art gallery where there was 500 people waiting outside, but he just went straight to the front. We mentioned the Jack's Barbers down there. I mean, are you going to go in for a trim or a manicure or a pedicure? Will you have time for that? Yeah, I think I'm off now, actually. So see you later. <laughs> now, I, it, look, it's, uh, it is extraordinary down there. I wish I had more time. I wish I wasn't so busy sometimes. But, you know, it, it's, uh, it is a, a great place to be. And, well, seems like they're enjoying themselves. So long may it continue. <laughs> Stephen, I bet we're going to let you go because I know you're busy because it's day one tomorrow. But I bet you now just can't wait for the tennis. We've had the qualifying matches. You just want it to get started now. I, I do. I mean, unfortunately, we haven't quite finished the qualifying matches, but uh, we, we will do tomorrow. But I mean, the order of play tomorrow is fantastic. And, and if you think that traditionally the Monday of a tournament is, is, is a bit is a bit weaker, I think for us, we've got fantastic players from day one. Gasquet will be starting up here tomorrow against Steve Johnson. Uh, we've then got Dan Evans um, uh, on against uh, Paul-Henri Mathieu. And we'll also see um, Dimitrov, Grigor Dimitrov, our 2014 champion out there tomorrow. Marin Cilic is obviously won here in, in 2012 uh, against Feliciano Lopez, who was 
a finalist here against Dimitrov in 2014. So there's some fantastic tennis to be watched tomorrow. Hopefully the weather will hold. Um, the latest forecast that I saw suggested that it might. Um, and as I say, it's a terrific day tennis, so we're very, very excited. And you will be coming back and joining us throughout the tournament on the podcast. I hope so, if you'll have me. You certainly will. Stephen Farrow, Tournament Director, thank you very much for your time. There's still so much to be done, but I'm going to keep David with me for a while. But now we're going to hear from Andy Murray because it was the story of the day, as David touched on at the top. We spoke to him about a fair few things, but it was this news that he is reuniting with Ivan Lendl that got everybody talking. It got the British press gathering in the press room here to speak to him about it. And here's what he had to say when I had a little chat with him about it earlier. Yeah, very excited. I mean, you know, obviously loved working with him and had a lot of success with them in the past and yeah great to to be doing it again and hopefully I uh, can get some some similar results you know he's uh, coming over he'll be here for the the tournament um, and yeah it was just good for him to spend a bit of time with you know with the rest of my team um, as well to see to see how things work out but providing everything's everything's good it'll be yeah hopefully gone for for a long time you know the the most successful period of my career was whilst I was working with the van. Um, you know I know what what he can offer, the experiences that he he had. I think psychologically, you know he helped me. Um, you know in in the the major competitions and you know they're obviously the the events that I'm I'm trying to to win and, and competing for. And I hope he can you know bring that that same um, experience and same benefits as he, he did the last time. David, before I get your reaction to the Murray Lendl news, um, and we are going to give a right of reply, I should say that here, but Catherine Whitaker, your regular co-host, had this to say back in May when it was first maybe talked about that this possibly could come about. There is no way he's going back to Ivan Lendl. But he's got what he needed from Lendl. He's he's already he's still reaping the benefits of that time with Lendl. I don't Go think back to him and back reap it again. Team. And also Lendl. But the part of that that split was due to 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 Lendl wanting to spend less time on the road. I I I think that's pretty unforeseeable. I'm prepared to stick my neck out and say I do not see it. So confirmation, Catherine will get a right reply. But David, how smug do you feel because you felt that this could be a possibility? It's a good job that this is radio, isn't it? Because if you could see my face right now, I'm enjoying this moment more than anything I've enjoyed all year. And uh, uh, messages have been exchanged between Catherine and myself. Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, I have to say, I thought it was far-fetched too in many regards. But I also thought, well, frankly, look at their results. Why wouldn't you want to work with the guy again? And the logistics seemed unlikely to me as well but they've they've proved that they want to do this together otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't need to I'm quite sure Andy Murray will would have gone and had good results regardless of, of whether he got even Lendl or not the, he does provide that X factor though and what a, what a locker room there's going to be this week we've got John McEnroe and Ivan Lendl two players who detested each other back in the day sharing the same locker room coaching against players who actually faced off against each other at the Australian Open earlier this year Richard Krejcik has just turned up suddenly as coach of Stan Wawrinka I mean it's, a, it's an extraordinary set of circumstances and it really does add an extra little bit of something to the tournament and I think it's great what Andy Murray said in one of 
surface interviews because people assume when you part with a coach it's a bad thing and there's anger and you never speak again he said that was never the case it just wasn't working at the time and even Lendl's come out today and said I'm looking forward to it being a lot of fun it's a very relaxed relationship they've got and as you said look at what he did and what he achieved under Lendl. Well I'll never forget being here three years ago when we we ran a, a charity match called Rally Against Cancer to raise money um, for the, for the Royal Marsden Hospital in honour of Ross Hutchins who was suffering from Hodgkin's lymphoma back then and Ross helped us organise this charity match which Lendl and Andy Murray faced off in with, with their various partners I think Tim Hemman was involved as well and there was the moment where Andy Murray absolutely nailed Ivan Lendl in the chest with a forehand. It's been something he'd been trying to do for the last couple of years in practice, and he couldn't have hit it sweeter, harder, or more painfully into the body of Ivan Lendl. And he celebrated more spectacularly than when uh, he ended up winning Wimbledon just a few weeks later. So um, the, I think there is a fantastic rapport between them that they've had throughout. And I think that you could see the look in Andy Murray's eyes today. He's buzzing. And he was the one that released the statement. It wasn't something that dripped out there. He came out and said, this is what's happening. And it's interesting because a lot of people say don't go back, whether it's personal or professional. But you feel that in a good way, there's some unfinished business here. Yeah, I think you're right there. I mean, they won a heck of a lot together. But he's, he's fell, fallen behind Djokovic in the last. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, tennis podcast listeners. David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right year or so I mean he's still number two in the world is Andy Murray but he wants to ring out the last drop of potential he has in his career and well you can't argue with the choice you talked about the other super coaches in the locker room speaking to Milos Raonic he said from John McEnroe he wants to take almost the madness of John McEnroe and how he was able to channel that into his game he doesn't want so much of the madness on court but he wants to be able to put that into point after point and also Stan Wawrinka with Richard Krychek he wants to 
live up to what he fulfills his potential is on grass using the former Wimbledon champion and he has a lot to ask of the man. When you talk with a, a champion like him who won a Grand Slam, who's been amazing on the tour for many, many years, uh, uh, I have always a lot of questions. For me, it's, it's nice to, to have him here around with, with my team. Uh, we just started, so we little by little stack, talk more, uh, try to see my game, his game, and share some experience. So we'll see what's going to bring at the end of the, uh, the few weeks. Now, a little bit earlier, you heard Andy Murray talking about getting back together with Evan Lendl. It wasn't the only thing we discussed. There were a number of subjects, including fatherhood, the great British barbecue, and where to go if you want a night out and you can afford it in London. And the last time we spoke was here a year ago. I ended up being a week away from having twins. You've probably just about found out that Kim was pregnant. Can you believe how much life has changed? You've probably more off the court than on it since then. Yeah, I mean, big, big change, but, you know, extremely positive. I've loved it um, so far. And, um, yeah, it's just sort of brought a new kind of different perspective to, to life and um, change of priorities and it's been been really good. Have the cooking skills improved because I think we were up to scrambled eggs on YouTube. No that's, that's still just about all I can all I can muster up but they're very good scrambled eggs. <laughs> they might be very good yeah. but I'm just thinking maybe extending that repertoire. I'll try I'll try over the next next few years. Did a barbecue last night that, but that doesn't it went well it was in the rain but it went well. It's the British weather, so yeah. we're used to that, aren't we? Yeah. Now, when you wrap up the clay court season and you first take a look at a grass court, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, I mean, I'm always pumped for the start of the grass court season. It's not, I don't know, there's not one thing that always comes to mind. I just, you know, this, this sort of period of the year, I have lots of great memories from it. And it's like sometimes like when you finish the hard court season and, you know, the clay's the next surface I'm going on to you don't I don't know I'm not as pumped to get back onto the court the grass court season is so short and condensed as soon as the clay is over really want to to get out there and start practicing and get ready for the the big event and finally I did pass this recommendation on to other people last year I wanted one thing from you to recommend to somebody who'd never come to London before you said go and see Billy Elliot and I told some of your uh, friends about this and they said marvellous so I want a new recommendation you probably haven't been out as much since the birth of your daughter but one thing to go and see or do in London I'm going to go and see or do Billy Elliot went down well but we can't have it again <laughs> um, there's a restaurant called Gavroche <laughs> which is expensive yeah. and it's quite posh and fancy but the food is unbelievable and I would recommend I would recommend that. It's expensive. It's posh, expensive, posh, expensive. and you need to you need to dress up. You need a jacket, okay. um, which I didn't know when I went there. So, so I no, uh, they lent me one. Um, but yeah, the food in there was yeah unbelievable. So you've recommend got a jacket, that. You've got the money, yeah. You want a nice meal. Or come and watch Queens. It's a great way to to spend the. A day in London. So David's saying there that he still hasn't advanced from scrambled eggs, but if you want a really good night out, you go to Gavroche, but you must remember to have a jacket or they're not going to let you in. Yeah, 
that's uh, me in trouble then. Um, and I better sell my car to fund the uh, journey, I think, by the sounds of things. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, it's funny, I was watching the interview when you did it, and you could see his, uh, his th- this little bit of mischief come a- across his face when you asked him that question. He loves that sort of thing. Just uh, ask him a little bit of a different kind of question. But I also remember when he came here a couple of years ago and, and talked about how happy all the players seem when they are here. They do love li- being able to stay in London and, and have that opportunity to just put the bags away for a few weeks, not go to an, to an airport and just enjoy this environment. And, well, I'm biased, aren't I? I'm the media director of this tournament, but they do love it here. And when you go down to the player lounge, that we were speaking about the revamped player lounge, they're all down there. Sometimes you think if it's work, you train, you go home. You don't want to hang around in the office if you don't have to be here, which is what this is for them. But they're all down there, whether it's Marin Cilic asking for an Xbox adapter or it's someone having a haircut or someone I haven't seen them having a pedicure, having a pedicure or eating the sushi or chilling out on the sofa with their family. It's, it's a really nice environment for them to be in. It, it is. I, I think what interests me is watching them... Um, mixing with each other. Players who are going to try and beat the living daylights out of each other on the court and yet they're joshing together in, in the player lounge. I saw Nick Kyrgios and Francis Tiafo having having a chat and, and bawling with laughter down there earlier on today and, and I think that's something we don't always get, get across that well in tennis that, that it is a travelling circus and for the most part they get along. And when the draw was made, we were thinking there are some big first-round matches, but they're going to be with such strength and depth in the field. We've got the order of play for day one. There are a couple of qualifiers to finish. What's getting your heart and mind racing ahead of day one, David? Well, I'm, I'm, as somebody who comes from the West Midlands, I'm particularly looking forward to seeing uh, Daniel Evans up against Paul Henri Mathieu. Evans is somebody who uh, I think we've seen the ups and downs over the years. And if you consider he was 700 in the world a year ago, here he is going to be on the centre court at the Queen's Club, second match on prime time. It'll be on BBC TV. It'll be on Eurosport. He's up against Paul Henri Mathieu. He's a very good player. It'll be interesting to see how he gets along. Then Dimitrov, when he won here two years ago, it was so spectacular. He's such a good player to watch still. And the people here love him, from the fans to the to the the, the staff. I mean, he's he's a, he's a very nice guy, is Grigor Dimitrov, and I think he's gone through a bit of a difficult time of late. But we're better to try to find his way again than on this court. And against a guy who's had a protected ranking in Janka Tipsarovic, who's had awful injuries over the last couple of years, nice to see these guys back. But everywhere you look, good ones. How's your racket regripping? Uh, it's not very good, um, but I suspect we're going to be testing that out at some point. Um, but uh, don't put me up against Richard Gasquet, please, because he's really quick. Well, I was going to ask if you could be, because we're going to get Richard Gasquet to show because he is the master. And then a few players, Gregor Dimitrov among them, has said he's a little bit worried, but he's prepared to do it. Then we want to get some other people. Would you be one of those other people? Are you prepared to go up against the likes of Dimitrov and Gasquet with your semi-regripping of a tennis handle? No. Yeah, of course I, I will. Them. Of course I will. I tell you what, Richard Gasquet, Grigor Dimitrov, bring it on. I'm ready. Okay, we're going to play that to them just before they semi-regrip their racket. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and have a look at what he does. It's absolutely incredible every time he sits down. Now, at the top of the show, we talked about a very special guest who turned up today. It's David Beckham, and he came along with his son Romeo. That's decided to he's decided to swap football for tennis. And we were lucky enough to have a little chat with him about what exactly he was doing down here today. And did he know that he was going to come up and come across Andy Murray? I knew Andy was down here. 
here because I spoke to him earlier this morning. But um, you know, we was just coming down to see if there was any practicing going on before the tournament starts, and um, you know, it was uh, it was something that uh, you know, it's a big plus that the weather's like this today for, for Romeo, at least. Is tennis the sport for Romeo ahead of football? Um, at the moment, it is. You know, he's uh, he retired at the uh, old age of 13 from football, and now he's uh, he's happy. You know, hitting a ball around, and uh, he plays four or five times a week, and you know, he enjoys himself. So it's a it's a great sport, and you know, like I said, it's a it's a big privilege for him to be here today, especially with Andy. You even got to see the press room. We saw you sneak through with Roman at the end. Carl Edmund was like, did. Did that actually really happen? <laughs> I know. Well, we only—I I thought that was the only way through. I didn't realise there was a back way, but um, I did apologise. But um, no, I was trying to be as quiet as possible. But uh, no, it's uh, Romeo's. Like I said, he's a member here now, so he's. Uh, yeah, we came down to see a few of the guys practicing. Yeah, obviously, it's great for him. <laughs> people have spoken to you throughout he your was career. Playing against me this morning, so I mean, it's you know tougher game right now. And people always talk about you being a role model. It's great for Romeo. He likes tennis to have someone like Andy Murray as a role model. Without a doubt, you know, I think you know when you look at role models, you want them to be passionate about the sport. You want them to be passionate about you know what they do play hard all the time and, and Andy's one of those players you know and it's it's great for any young kid to have you know great role models in in sport and Andy's definitely one of those for many kids around the around the world you've set the bar high though he's practiced with Andy Murray you're gonna have to up your game David <laughs> no I was gonna play with him tomorrow morning but I don't think I will now <laughs> so if it happens here at Queen's it is always going to be on the tennis podcast and you never know who's going to turn up from day to day so make sure you listen every day and David David Beckham saying there that this morning he hit with Romeo, he probably thought, yeah, I'm an athlete, I'm good. All right, Romeo, here we go. This afternoon he's hitting with Andy Murray, who's the second best player in the world. And he said, I was meant to be hitting with him tomorrow, but I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. So David Becker is suddenly feeling a little bit inferior. <laughs> so it's, it's quite reassuring, really, isn't it? Uh, it was fantastic to have him here today. Uh, you know, he seemed so chilled out, really uh, relaxing over watching Andy practice. They know each other quite well. I think they shared a management company for a while. And um, I, th- I mean, I think he might even come back and watch at some point during the week. Well, we hope he does. Um, but he loves this sport and, uh, and he likes watching the British number one. And I know there was rain, so they couldn't play or really get stuck into practice, but it was really nice that Andy Murray took the time out. And when he was hitting with Romeo, he was asking him loads of questions. And Romeo's that typical young boy. He's going, yeah, no. And Andy Murray's going, do you play tennis? Was yeah. Do you do well? Yeah, sometimes. And it's, it's the typical answer you're going to... He's not phased. His father's David Beckham. But he's just, he's out there going, yeah, this is me. Yeah, I'm hitting with Andy Murray. This is kind of normal. But it was really nice that he took the time. And, and David Beckham said, like, I didn't expect... A, we were going to see him, but I didn't expect we were actually going to be out here and Romeo's going to be hitting balls with him. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, Andy's good with kids. He, he likes, I think you, he, he's really happy in the company of, of kids. And you actually find that about a number of the players. We had um, Nick Kyrgios out there doing tennis for kids to, to, to practice with them and just tell them a few little stories earlier on today. And you could see him, he was much more comfortable in their company almost than, than maybe certainly us media members. And and I think that that's, that's pretty, pretty universal across the tennis circuit, maybe in life generally. It's getting a bit philosophical, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, no, Andy Murray, he, he, he had a good time today, I think. Now, I feel we could keep talking for hours, but it is the eve of day one. And I have a feeling that you're not going to be leaving here any time soon, David. No, uh, we've got lots of work still to get through. The, uh, the darkness is descending here at the Queen's Club. The sun 
and there is a sun up there uh, amongst sort the, of yeah sort of it is falling now and um, yeah we're going to be up bright and early tomorrow though and hopefully for a fantastic week of tennis let's hope it is and this is how the tennis podcast in association with the telegraph at the Aegon championships at the queen's club is going to work this week it's daily david's regular co-host Catherine whiskey is going to be back here tomorrow david law we're going to be grabbing him whenever we can throughout the week and we'll be previewing and reviewing all of your action <laughs>